episode 91 let's have some fun yeah i am uh code ghost (laughs) Mm. hey it's tough it's it's almost noon right no okay it's almost four o'clock uh i'm your co-ghost jessica delisle here's co-ghost alicia tobin and our guest today all the way from toronto ontario canada drove here in a van yeah, we've spent like 50 hours on the road so far. Just to come here. Just for this. Just interview. for this one podcast. <laughs> yes. You brought a bunch of other people, like your entourage. Mm-hmm. Uh, My team. Yeah. Okay, so he's a musician. He's an author. He is a music journalist. Fabulous person. Former skateboard star. Jesse Locke. Thank you for the kind <laughs> intro. Welcome to the podcast. You just you do so many things. I'm a huge fan of this podcast too. Yeah. It's an honor to be sitting on this couch. And podcast fan, Jesse Locke. Yeah. Paula Tompkins was inches from me. Yeah. It's true. We had to ask him to leave. <laughs> he was here and he was sitting too close to Jesse and we're like, Paul, this yeah. isn't your episode. Next time. Yeah. Go feed Plumpo and Jumpo. Plumpo and Jumpo have been coming by a lot. Lately. Do you know about Plumpo and Jumpo, the birds that visit the Jessica? Yeah. 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 He's a diehard fan over here. But, well, we had a fan on that never listens to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> he was like a number one fan, like plugs our show all the time. And yeah. he's like, oh, I just listened to the first two episodes. He <laughs> likes your photos? Yeah, I guess. He really threw me. Yeah, I thought he was a number one fan. Anyway, it's fine. I don't care. Uh, yeah, the birds have been coming by a lot lately because I guess it's nesting season. Oh, so it's time for them to make more babies. More little plumpettes and jumpettes. Oh, boy, those are beautiful animals. I know. And they're getting, um, they're, they're waking us up in the morning with their squawking. <laughs> and I don't mind it. I think it's the cutest thing. What uh, do their squawks sound like? <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> it's, no, it's not a nice sound. But the babies are also still stupid but they're the same size as the parents now so sometimes it's hard to figure out who's who oh um and then it's also like wait are the babies having babies with each other or yeah i just can't recognize i don't know how birds work yeah is incest a thing in birds please write to us a detailed (laughs) explanation yeah i I don't don't know know. i'm I'm not a bird doctor (laughs) uh well that's why you're on the show uh-oh. You were uh, sold no. to me as a bird doctor. <laughs> no, oh no. It always happens to us. <laughs> God damn it. Someone's pranking us in the bird doctoring community. Okay, so what is bird dogging? <laughs> Do we know what that is? Bird dogging. There's like a song from the 50s. There's yeah. also a song from the 50s that's bird the bird. The bird is the word. And the bird is the word. And the trash man. Yeah, I like that Bird song. Bird is the word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 50s were a simpler time. You could just put on a funny voice and have a hit song. <laughs> we went to a 50s-themed diner on this tour. It was called Happy Days. Oh, where? Oh. Uh, around Creston, BC. Did you have a hot chicken sandwich? Uh, I had a skillet. And I remarked, oh. I need to eat more skillets. Skillets, yeah. It was really good. Skillet's like a hash, right? You yeah, get it's everything like in there. like a bowl of stuff. Potatoes and they had a homemade hot sauce that they served us. There's a bunch of good photos of the fawns. Ooh. It was pretty cool. Speaking of potatoes, this is the morning <laughs> after St. Patrick's Day. I just want to say that I went to a surprise St. Patrick's Day party on Thursday and 
they had a mashed potato bar. Amazing. Whoa. Apparently, this is a thing that's yeah. happening a yeah. lot. At like weddings and stuff. Yeah, I Whoa. wasn't in Finally, the, a reason to get married. I wasn't in the loop. I wasn't a potato news And it's so great if you're a vegetarian subscriber. because you can fill up. Yeah. And then truffle oil. <gasps> so good. Like, wow. yeah. Anyway, I'm not a potato fan, but yeah. What? Keep it up. It's like a savory sundae. It's really good. Yeah, like white people love potatoes, right? Like that's a normal thing. Yeah, it really thing. surprised me when people don't like potatoes, but you know. I just, meat and I'm potatoes, not, that's the thing, right? Yeah, it's my thing. But it's like I don't eat meat, so like what, you're just having potatoes on your own? Like what yeah, are you aware Yeah, weirdo? I ate so many potatoes when I was a vegetarian. It's like all I ate. I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm a fan of rice. I didn't work out for me. Did I ever tell the story about uh, that customer who berated me for not wanting to buy potatoes? How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> you're at the video store and, and yeah. you want to buy potatoes the potatoes were on sale at the grocery store next door okay and this old man who i've definitely talked about before came in and told me the exact price of the bag of potatoes <laughs> that seems helpful to me and yeah. he said you should head over there right now and pick them up before they're gone and i was like oh thanks yeah i'm not like really into potatoes and he was like You'd have to be an idiot to not buy at least two bags of those potatoes. They're such a good deal. <laughs> Where would you put them? And I was, yeah, I was just like, ah, uh, I, and I think at the time I maybe even lived alone. I was just like, I'm, what am I going to be like a sad lady with two bags of potatoes filling up her whole cupboard? Yeah. Yeah, that's harsh. Like boiling a potato a night and just crying into it for salt. <laughs> I was at the Shimkas this afternoon for a little bit of time and Dave made me a delicious coffee. It was actually already made, but he just poured it into a cup and he was really funny when he did it. Uh, and then I went to get a little bit of milk from the fridge and I opened the fridge and just looking at a family's fridge, it's like such a great experience. Like they have everything in there. And my fridge has like eggs. Yeah. Cream cheese. That's for my dog. I've never understood the type of fridge where you can't see to the back of the fridge. Most family fridges are like that. Yeah, though. I know. But that yeah. scares me. It's like you've got stuff lurking in there that... Where? Or the back of the fridge, yeah. like it's, scary it's, jungle. It's really yeah. scary. I don't know. I'm Jay eats so much food so quickly that it, like th we could never do that even if we tried. <laughs> it would cost like four hundred dollars to fill up that fridge a week. I'm sweating now. How is Jay such a beanpole? Um, he goes to the clubs every night. Mm -hmm. Jay has severe insomnia, and so when we'll go to bed, he'll stay up sometimes for eight hours, just lying silently beside me. Probably thinking about tuning drums. Yeah, or writing songs in his head. And when I wake up in the morning, we have this joke that he, because in that time he could have driven to Seattle, driven across the border, gone to Seattle, gone to a club, partied all night, driven back, and. I wouldn't have noticed. He might be doing that. Yeah. So, you don't know that he's not so doing So I that. think that's what he's burning all the calories on is uh, going to the clubs. Party yeah. kid. Also, you know, whenever anyone has a sparkle on their face, it's like just a rogue sparkle. You've been to the clubs, right? <laughs> yeah. You From like a, a stripper's hoo-ha. Hey. So you've woken up next to Janie as one sparkle? Uh, well, not like immediately after waking up, but like, you know, sometimes you just got a sparkle. They're around. Maybe it's just my apartment. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. there's things in here with sparkles. There definitely is. Lots of sparkles. There's a sparkly uh, corn, candy corn face over yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Jesse. Mm -hmm. Do you like sparkles? I like sparkles. Yeah. Have you ever worked in retail? I've worked in a lot of retail. <laughs> yeah. Great segue. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I started off working at pizza, a pizza place. I'm not uh, going to name the brand. Why? 
Okay, Pizza Hut. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. The Hut. Classic. Yeah. When I was 14. Whoa. Oh. It was a, in grade eight. It was like a job placement thing. Like a, it was a class to work at Pizza Hut. They're oh like, my you, must, you must like pizza. You skateboard. Yeah. Did you get There's paid? Uh, so I, at first it was just a class and then I continued working thereafter. Okay. Just long enough to buy a snowboard. Oh. So like two paychecks. And you, you grew up in... In Calgary. In Calgary. Okay. Yeah. So snow, snow was everywhere. Snow was everywhere. You could just board on it. Love to board. <laughs> uh, and we had this thing with the drivers where they would want to eat pizzas all the time. So we would just screw up orders on purpose. So the drivers could have... Like dinner. Constant snacks. Yeah. I like that job. It was good. Yeah. Me and the drivers were just like, I was a cook, just making pizzas, screwing up orders on purpose, eating so much pizza. What was your favorite pizza? This is when New York pizza came out, which was like the sweet sauce, the really big Pizza Hut pizza. It was a short-lived product. Was this, this was the 90s? Uh, This was the 90s. Yeah. Early 2000s? Let's see. Yeah. This is the late 90s. Okay. The New York pizza. I don't think I was allowed to eat pizza then. Really? Uh, <laughs> that's normal, right? Did you grow up in a cult? <laughs> uh, no, I grew up in Burnaby. No, that we... was like my mom's apology dinner. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't feel like cooking. No, that was always um, French toast for me. That was oh. the best. Or mush or slop or whatever it was called, which is just a tuna melt with no cheese. Because uh, it was like when we really didn't have anything. Or mac and cheese, because that's where all the cheese went. But no, we were only allowed to have pizza if we made it ourselves. Oh. So, so like hard dietary rules in your family? No, just probably money oh, okay. stuff, yeah. uh, even though it costs so much to make your own pizza. Anyway, that's the origin of my dough obsession. This has been Pizza Minute. Yeah, this has been Jessica's uh, dough trauma investigation. <laughs> <laughs> So you worked there, started working at 14. You left after your second paycheck. Or maybe third or fourth. Okay, yeah. However long it takes to buy an Alien Workshop brand snowboard. (laughs) Was there an alien on it? It was. So cool. Yeah. Aliens are the coolest. They are. I agree. Yeah. Except if they're poking shit up your butt. Hey, now. I mean, if you're into that, cool. Nobody wants an alien to do that to them. Do you think? I think so. Are you kidding me? There's an alien fleshlight. There's also a twilight fleshlight that's like sparkly and pale. Weird. Yeah. Fleshlight's like the pocket pussy thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But is it also a flashlight? I think so. So you can be like, oh, this is just my flashlight. To turn it on, you have to put your penis inside (laughs) of it. So you hear a bump in the night. I used to. (laughs) (laughs) You better hope your fear reaction includes an erection. (laughs) It always does. It always does. Yeah. Yeah. It's natural. Did you ever remember those dolls that had like a projector in the top of them and they would project different scenes onto your ceiling when it was dark at night? Yes. That. Like the glowworm guys yeah. and stuff. Or the little like princesses and their crowns would shine like flowers and diamonds on your ceiling. That would be cool if your flashlight would like project uh, a picture of... A partner that could tolerate you. <laughs> <laughs> Just someone looking at you like disapprovingly being like, hurry up, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Star Trek's on. <laughs> anyway, back to your cool snowboard. Where is it now? Uh, yeah, I rode it for a couple years. That was my main snowboard. Whoa, did you have lesser snowboards? No, that was like... <laughs> Just a plank. <laughs> during my snowboard time, that was the main one. Wow. I grew up in Calgary, so there was Canada Olympic Park. Right. Which was like an Olympic-sized halfpipe right in the city limits. Oh and they had gosh. like they have ski jumps and stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah, like Eddie the Eagle. Did they ever there. take that down? It's no, still it's still there. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a luge track. Like you the can... movie Cool Runnings was set at COP. 
pretty cool. I just watched it for the first time on a plane like a couple years ago. Pretty good, right? Yeah, it's a. You perfect- just watched it for the first time a couple of years ago. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. The movie's pretty old. It's very inspiring. I don't like sports, so I would avoid sports movies. But I was like, oh, it's John Candy, amazing soundtrack. Was mm-hmm. it the last film that John Candy made? I don't think so. No. Uh, don't. Tell don't, us. I don't know. Don't tell us if we're wrong. Okay. Yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, I love being right. But yeah, it's a perfect movie to watch on a plane if you're trying to get drunk and pass out. It's perfect. I never do that because if there's an accident, I won't be able to help people. Oh, if there's an accident, ride my corpse like a snowboard down that <laughs> sign, please. It's your last wish. <laughs> yeah. I just fucking ride me like I'm in the X Games. <laughs> so, J- Jesse, yes. uh, you worked at Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that a retail nightmare? That was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the wrecking pizzas on purpose was kind of a dream, actually. How what you're would 14 you do to wreck and, like, them? You want, you have the munchies a lot. You're young. You want a snack. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Like you have the munchies just because you're 14 or because you're also blazing hardcore? I might have been blazing hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> really? At 14? Yeah. That's the perfect time to yeah, get Yeah. As a teenage skateboarder, like that's when that kind of thing starts. Yeah. Okay. Skateboards are made of weed. Oh, man. For the unextreme. Well, I can tell you about my second retail job, which was at a skateboard shop. Oh, that sounds perfect. good. Yeah. Borders <laughs> in Eau Claire Market in Calgary. Okay. Familiar with. Yep. So this is the best story of my life. Really? I can tell you. Buckle I hyped this up, up to you a little bit, Jessica. Yeah. You, okay. Jess, you would keep messaging me saying like, I got this story. I got this story. It involves these few items. And I'd be like, I'm shutting it down right here. Save it for the podcast. Yeah. It's been months. All right. So I'm ready. My birthday party this year in January, we had a stand-up comedy birthday party. Oh. We decided to just have an open mic. Anyone could come up and tell five <laughs> minutes of jokes. Right. Anyone can do stand-up. Yeah. So I told this story. And Whoa. it's the best story of my life. And I'm going to tell it again. All right. We're on ready. podcast. I've been saving this for today. For all time on, on record. So I was working at the shop one day. And this is when the movie Most Vertical Primate was in theaters. Okay. So- the Skateboarding Monkey. Oh. Skateboarding. Skateboarding primate. Okay. Someone's going to be yelling at the podcast he's right now. He's an ape. He's not a, a monkey. Yeah, he's an yeah, ape. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, one has a tail. Yeah. Yeah. So this is part of the MVP franchise. So is this <laughs> the hockey Is the first ape. one the skateboard one? I think it's the second or third one. Because the hockey's the first one, right? I think that's right. This is like Air Bud with, a, with an ape. Yeah. I know about these ape movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know about the baseball one. I didn't know that there was a well, yeah, skateboarding one. guest... Brianna Rayner was in one of these monkey movies. I mean, ape. Sorry. Ape movies. Yeah. We have to cut that story out, though, because so, it's too long. whoever was doing, like, the promotion for this movie, they came by the skate shop, and they're like, the ape is going to be at the skate park today. You can come <laughs> see it live in action. Signing autographs? <laughs> like, it's going to be at 6 p.m., and I was like, great, I'm off work at 5. That's your ape hour. I'll go see this ape. <laughs> <laughs> so I get off work, I go to the skate park. And then they pull up in this van with like MVP on the side of the van. And he's there. He, <laughs> he drops in on the big ramp. He's like rolling down. He actually skateboards? Oh, yeah. No, this is like, it's for I, real. He's a trained. He's a trained skateboarding ape. Wow. Whoa. It's not it's fake. not CGI. Not CGI. No. So he, he's there. He's rolling around. Drops in on the big pipe. Goes over the pyramid. Ollie's over this barrel. <laughs> Whoa. And then totally wipes out. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, was he wearing and a helmet? No, he shits his diaper. Oh. <laughs> and then his handlers come and get him. Just grab him, put him in the van and drive away. Whoa, that's awful. <laughs> that's-, that's the end of the story. 
That's not five minutes of stand up. <laughs> <laughs> That's really awful. He yeah. flashlighted it out a bit. Oh man. What was the do you know the monkey's name? Sorry, Ape's name. <laughs> Are you both crying now? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I'm just I I'm really feeling this root beer right now. Yeah, your eyes are all squishy. It's <laughs> <What does that laughs> not mean? usually the response the story gets. How do eyes squish? They get like all squishy. Are my eyes made of gummy? <laughs> yeah. I, um, d- I don't know the name of the that's ape actor. Incredibly so. depressing. Yeah. yeah. That this poor creature fell mm-hmm. and then he hurt himself enough to soil himself mm-hmm. and they just picked him up and put him in a van yeah but wasn't the whole i don't know i feel like those movies were just produced by helmet companies or something to be like <laughs> look this ape looks cool wearing knee pads and elbow Whoa. pads that's a conspiracy i don't know if that's but he wasn't wearing any but padding. he wasn't wearing any protective no gear. he had a helmet on maybe okay okay yeah did he have any protective maybe knee pads it seems like I don't a, remember mis- exactly. a misuse of an animal that's trained that way to just show up at a, a skate park. <laughs> I feel like in that Calgary. probably breaks some sort of code of what you're sp- supposed to not do with animals. I think his ape was like really enjoying it though. Really? Really w- seemed to be into skateboarding. Yeah. And then he really hurt himself. Yeah. It was just like a scary bail. Was this him? That's him. Okay. You I, found him. I found an image of him. He's just wearing a hoodie and some sort of baggy jeans. I wonder where he is now. I don't know. Oh, he's definitely in one of those homes for elderly apes that have rage. Because once they mature, once the males mature, they have so much testosterone, testosterone raging through them that they'll like rip a human's face off. So they Some have to retire in these. That's true of all former skateboarders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, really that is all. a crazy story. That's yeah. a, a weird nightmare. Like it's a nightmare that involves other things that I consider nightmares too, like how we treat animals and yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot of skateboarders bigger, bigger <laughs> things going on how okay so how many people were gathered at the skate park it was like a full like a busy day at the skate park I'll, probably 50 people watch this go down so everyone's traumatized yeah and just confused and how big was this guy a little bit stoned we were shocked it wow. was like shocking it was like a government cover-up yeah <laughs> you know when, like, you know when, like the guys away. in black come and like grab someone put them in a limo it yeah was like that. and then alex trebek shows up and you're like what just so that then your story's not credible afterwards that's what they do yeah put a really famous person there because then the crackpot will be like and then alex trebek was there and it's like okay buddy get in the drunk tank <laughs> i don't know if the government controls most vertical primates <laughs> is it what, above the government it might like... be another level <laughs> the the synth government run by skateboarding apes yeah Mm -hmm. yikes well i'm sorry that that affected you as a child and uh now you shit your pants every time you see a skateboarding ape. that's true what kind of ape was he is he a chimpanzee uh yeah i think so yeah yeah chimps are extremely dangerous when they mature yeah that's why all Their their whole move is ripping off genitals of other apes yeah whoa they have to be in isolation maybe that's why they threw him back in the van because he was ready to rage. He was like gave, giving everyone's crotch a good look. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm going to vacuum my bowels now, then I'm going to make my move. And they're like, oh, God. <laughs> no yeah. one will suspect. It was the safest thing to do. Get him back in the van. What a life. Looking for the baggiest pants to just rage on. Uh, yeah. Ape rage. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of just things I got to think about still, I think. Do you want me to tell you my retail nightmare? Yes, yeah, I do. Please. All right. So you guys, uh, for the all the listeners know how much I love baked goods. And uh, today, before having to be somewhere, I had like a few minutes to grab a coffee and something from the gluten-free bakery near my house. 
and still gave me plenty of time to be at my destination on time. So when I got to the Lutheran Bakery and someone was just standing in the way of the counter, I was like, oh, fuck, of course. She and her child were not really in line. You know how people are like, lines aren't for me. They drift around. But they're suddenly in line when someone else shows up. Yeah. So her son was licking the uh, glass cabinet uh, where the goods are kept. The goods are, are also known as my breakfast. Um, and she's like, stop doing that. There's like At first I thought she cared about my feelings, but she's more just embarrassed about her son being just a kid and being gross because kids, some kids go through that, I'm sure. And then uh, and I just think that if I'm going to order a lot, if I were ordering for a party or something, I'd let someone go ahead of me. And I've had this happen before at the bakery, so I don't know why I expect this to happen. Like, I will offer if I need to get a bunch of things, say, hey, I'm going to order a few different things. You want to go first? And then the person will be like, sure. And then they'll order for 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So I thought, like, she'd been looking at the cabinet for long enough to know what she wanted, but it took her... I, timed it 12 minutes to order and that's a long time where you're not getting a cup of coffee or anything and just when it looked like she's done her son wanted to change his juice box and then i was like oh my gosh like looking at the watch like i'm gonna be late before i'm going and i just wanted that piece of sugar-free banana bread and these two people came in two friends and the man noticed that there was just two croissants left and he said oh i would love a ham and cheese croissant that looks so good and the woman heard him say that, and then she purchased the last ham and cheese croissant. Mm. And I was like, this is my life at this bakery. I can't imagine how that 12 minutes went for the clerk who was standing she behind was really the counter. She was really frazzled by the time I got that to her. because must have been agony. <laughs> yeah, she had to go back and say, what cookies did you want? And then this woman was kind of irritated with her. And I was like, you ordered 10. Her bill was like $60. At a bakery? Yeah. Well, it's also really expensive because it's like specialty stuff, but... It was so when she got, I and of course, I was like, I'm gonna be so nice to this woman because she just had to deal with that woman. Mm-hmm. So I had to like take my head out of the garbage can where it was for the past 12 minutes and be super nice. And uh, I suggested the almond croissant to the lovely man who was desperate for a croissant. He will be very happy with it because it's excellent. <laughs> I've had almost everything there. Is that a thing like you feel you have to do when there's a rude customer in front oh, of you absolutely. in line and then you have to be extra nice to totally, the Totally, absolutely. To overcompensate. Me because, too, yeah. yeah, like we've all probably been in that position where someone's been like an absolute bastard to you and then the next person who comes in is just an angel and you're like, oh, I shouldn't go jump off a bridge. The world is a, an okay place sometimes. That kind of empathy probably comes from people who've worked in retail themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Or And then sometimes I also feel like a lack of... I, the retail can pull that out of people too. So they're like, I've worked in retail and this isn't how it should yeah. be. Or- they think that they are, are more deserving for some reason. Uh, my retail nightmare also happened this morning. Ooh. Also involved baked goods. Oh, As it is the morning after St. Patrick's Day, I keep saying this as if that yeah, makes... Yeah, were you drinking green beer last no, night? No, I'm not a dream, gre- green, dream, beer. green beer. Dream beer. Sure. I'm sorry. I'm drunk on green beer. No, I'm not a green beer drinker, which I felt I needed to tell the cab driver last night as he was dropping us off at your show. Because yeah. I was like, just so you know, we're just people who happen to need a cab on St. Patrick's Day. We're not St. Patrick's Day people. He's like, it's okay. Like, don't <laughs> worry about it. I saw you last night and you had a fuzzy green hat on. <laughs> That's not true. You're dressed like a leprechaun, which is incredibly easy for you considering your size. I'm very short and green like bright colors. looks really good with my complexion. No, I wasn't wearing green. Uh, in fact, Jay and I were both wearing green earlier and then forced ourselves to take 
it off because we were like, no, this isn't. You're like the anti St. Patty's yeah, people. Yeah. Just, you know, we'd had a, we'd had a night. It was a real, it was a real busy night and I had a whole bottle of wine. So I was like, today is the, the one out of two days of the year where I'm going to have a cinnamon bun for breakfast because oh. it's like such a treat. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it just makes me think of dough. I love it so much. <laughs> and so I had forgotten my phone at my friend Sally's house. So I messaged her and said, can I come pick up my phone? Do you want a cinnamon bun? She was like, yeah, because she was feeling the same way. Yeah. Jay was still in bed. I was like, do you want a cinnamon bun? He's like, yeah. <laughs> so I go to the place near my house and I order three cinnamon buns. And immediately the man behind the counter, woo, I'm saying man, even though he's probably a teenage boy. Okay. Uh, he just looks at me, opens his jaw, like opens his mouth so wide and goes, whoa, three <laughs> oh, shaming you for eating I'm three of them immediately shaming me and then i go well they're not all for me it doesn't matter and also why are you making me feel bad about buying what you're selling that's mm -hmm. weird maybe you shouldn't work here if you feel bad about that also i think it would be normal if i just ordered two right because i'm bringing it to when it comes to baked goods like i honestly always order two and eat two right away yeah but like and there's nothing wrong with that either so anyway, I was already like, why am I being defensive to this guy? Like, why do I have to defend my purchase? That's weird. So then he starts putting them in bags, which, yeah, first of all, cinnamon bun, like icing, ooey gooey is oh, how bag. they're advertised. Yeah. Yep. They're famous in the city. Ooey gooey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. Coffee place called Grounds for Coffee makes these amazing cinnamon buns and they ship them all over the city they're so good and they're only 300 calories with the icing whoa yeah i checked out their website so he's putting them in bags and he's doing the worst job i've ever seen in my life of anyone like i'm com i come from a montessori background so all we did was practice putting things from one container to another <laughs> like and pouring water from one vessel to another and just like not spilling any this guy got all the icing on the outside of the bags all the like sticky ooey gooey parts and then he just hands me these three bags and i had already felt bad like oh shit he's having to do like three times the work so i gave him a really big tip and then i walked out of there and i went like hey he did a bad job and made me feel bad why did i give him like a 30 percent tip mm -hmm. uh but anyway so and i didn't really get any enjoyment out of eating my cinnamon bun so all the ooey goo was yeah, just left on the it bag it was just flavorless too when i like scraped it out oh you know that i like i'm gonna open the bag tear it open and like scrape it with a knife and lick it like i'm not gonna let that ooey no yeah, yeah. icing's the most important part it in of life too. i love icing I, I love it when someone doesn't want to eat their icing and then i can eat the icing i know it's really yeah incredible. there's no limit to how much sugar my body's gonna gonna try and consume also you can just get a cup of icing from from grounds for coffee if you go there Fuck. yeah they just Whoa. sell cups of it it's so good anyway yeah what's with people acting weird in bakeries like yes i'm obsessively watching pastry videos nonstop on instagram <laughs> and then finally allowing myself and i'm like i feel empty inside it's weird to say like he wouldn't say if you ordered three coffees or three yeah three i mean he should know better yeah three flashlights one for each dongle you don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know, know either I don't know. I don't know what's going on down there i've never looked <laughs> you think sex shop employees shame people i hope not that'd I be the worst yeah well i don't think yeah any... but also i think sex shop employees get a lot of people that are just like i am gonna be in here for 45 minutes and not buy anything and yeah make everybody else feel uncomfortable yeah 
I mean, I think. I mean, I usually try not to stay that long. But everyone who works plan. in any sort of field where there can be, I mean, honestly, any shop, you should have compassion and some sort of sensitivity training to be like, hey, maybe don't shame your customers. <laughs> like, or maybe you should be in a different job. Yeah. Especially with cinnamon buns. Like, yeah, yeah, specifically baked goods. Like cinnamon, though, and those cinnamon buns make me think of like going to the mall with my mom when I was a kid and watching them make the, like putting the huge slab of dough at like Cinnabon. And like I would just, I think I would probably like lick the glass like that weird kid in your story. Yeah. And now it's just all ruined. So I will, yeah. That guy. Well, I think that That's uh, a bummer. delivering the goods damaged is pretty bad. Also, my hands were so sticky by the time I got home. I hate that feeling. It's, yeah. And it's like, even though it's good, like when it, you get honey on yourself or something and you're like, I know this. I is, hate that feeling. It's so ugh, icky. Anyway, yeah. uh, this has been. It's bun talk. Bun. You've, you're in the bun zone. Also, sorry for not checking my privilege because I'm like, <laughs> I've got a special treat for myself and it was bad. All right. You're not allowed to have to fucking check your privilege on cinnamon buns. <laughs> I only do it like once or twice a year. You got. I would eat baked goods once a week. Love it. I Big think part I, of my happiness. I think I just like looking at them more than I like putting them inside of my flashlight and then fucking them. <laughs> so Jesse. Yes. Yesy. <laughs> Yesy Jesse. Okay. First of all, did you ever get called messy Jesse as a child? I did. Yeah. Me there's too. It's a, a famous photo of me with pudding all over my face. Me too. Really? <laughs> the chocolate pudding? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. All over my bib. I had a yeah. bib that was double-sided on one side. It said, today I am a little deer. And I had a picture of a deer with a butterfly uh-huh. on its nose. And on the other side, it said, today I'm a little stinker. And I had a little baby skunk on it. Uh-huh. There's a photo of me with my grandma's dog named Chubby licking chocolate pudding off my face. That was poo. <laughs> that was shit. I'm yeah. sorry. That was poo. I was pudding. Alicia, don't you have a a poo poo chocolate story? It's already been told on a different podcast. Okay, never mind. Anyway, we're so, both messy, Jesse. That's so what we're learning right now, messy Jesse. I heard a rumor that you worked in a record store once yeah. upon a time. The third kind of primary retail experience of my life was a store called Megatunes in Calgary. Maybe you know it. Bitchin'. Bitchin'. <laughs> Straight out of the skate shop, right to the record store. Wow. Kind of like, great job for like a 19-year-old. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. living the dream. But the problem was that there was this guy who worked there, the best friend of the owner. Oof. His name was Herb. Mm. To give you a bit of background info on him, he was a former cheap trick roadie. Whoa. And he had this story that he liked to tell all the time about how he shared a hot tub with Freddie Mercury. Uh, once. Did anything happen? I don't know. Herb wishes. Herb wishes. Yeah, I Herb, mean, we all wish. Yeah, Herb was about as tall as you, Jessica. Oh. So for the listener, five feet. Yeah, handlebar mustache, <laughs> like, mushroom cut. Just Something like me. Something happened in that hot tub. Just Something like weird me. happened. Yeah. I like to imagine he's got a handlebar mush, mush top. Mush top. <laughs> handlebar m- mustache up top and downstairs and too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's just like goalposts though, down there. I never saw Herb's Herb. <laughs> His Herb garden? <laughs> never saw Herb's garden. But I imagine it was handlebar style. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, he was a... He was kind of allowed to do whatever he wants because he was the best friend of the owner. Because he fucked Freddie Mercury. Because he boned Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Sundays were called Herb's Day. Really? Where he could control the stereo. Oh. And he loved modern electric blues. Oh. Have to work too. But like Queen and Cheap Trick, what happened to like that good taste? That makes sense. So no, like classic rock dads just go into blues yeah. eventually. Well, they this get is the problem. They have like their middle <laughs> midlife crisis. 
And then they're like, the blues is for me. Yeah. I am a sad man. So Herb's favorite artist was called Papa Chubby. No. Yep. I refuse. <laughs> and he had a live version of Hey Joe, 18 minutes long. No. And he would just play that song over and over again. That's, and I always worked I always worked Sundays with Herb. And no. it was the worst. And it was kind of like Herb's bros would come by. And, and just be buy like, these blues albums. Oh, this is my favorite part coming up. Minute 15. Yeah. <laughs> Sick licks. Just like a nonstop noodle fest. Herb's thing was just playing track one of a CD. Because he didn't want to give it away for free. Right. So he would just play like the first song from that big Sufjan Stevens album. Oh, yeah. Illinois. Just over and over again. Why? Because he didn't want to give the album away for free. It was like, you can hear it, but you got to buy it to hear the whole thing. But that's... Very weird, right? Can't you also listen to any track of an album like at a listening station in most record stores if you want to? Yes. But would he just do it on repeat? Yeah. He would set the CD player to just play track one on loop. (sighs) There's something wrong with Herb. Herb was a weird guy. And he would would, like hit on women really aggressively in the store. (sighs) And he'd go for a hundred smoke breaks a day. Mm. Just like smoke a third of a cigarette. (laughs) He has some control issues. Yeah. I wonder where Herb is now. I heard that after Megatunes went out of business, the owner had like a massive heart attack and died. Oh, oh yikes. No. And then Herb became a race car driver. <gasps> what? Like lived his life dream when he was 65. Whoa. Whoa. So Herb might have like crashed and died too. I don't know. Or he might be on that racetrack in the sky. Yep. Big yep. racetrack. It's true. He's All probably right. blasting blues jams, just ripping around a track somewhere. <laughs> probably just S and Freddie Mercury's D in that big hot tub in the sky. I saw something recently where um, it was one of those like, buying a house shows, which I every once in a while I get into a real binge on mm-hmm. some of those channels and just watch a bunch of house shows for five hours by accident. And there was a couple <laughs> trying to buy property somewhere and they wanted property near a racetrack because <laughs> they were crazy. Yeah, they love the it sound kind of, of felt cars. like that. They're like, well, race, race culture is really big to us. And I was like, that's. Just something so alien to me. Although both my brother and father are really into Formula One racing and stuff like that, but I don't get it. Yeah, when I lived in Montreal, people would come like for that big race. Yeah, the thing. Grand Prix. Yeah. I mean, Vancouver people would travel used to, have, to the city just for that. Yeah, Vancouver used to have Indy, and it would like shut the whole town down. And my dad would be like, so "I got a prime loud. viewing spot in this tree. Gonna hang out in this tree all day with four <laughs> other guys." And I'd be like. Kate. A bunch of creeps. See you tomorrow, Dad. My only experience was that I was going to Race City Speedway in Calgary to go to Warp Tour. Oh, that well, that's, that's where they'd cool. hold it every year. Yeah, and it's just like this is a hellish place. It is like a hellscape. It because is. Yeah. There's no greenery. It creates like all of this this pollution. debris and pollution, and Fumes. The, it's also like the people that own the cars have this incredible wealth. But the people that watch the sport, of course, more most likely won't have that kind of wealth. And like the Formula One thing in Montreal is like very expensive, very elitist. And then the whole city shuts down while, you know, kind of like the weirdest Euro trash floods <laughs> Montreal. And you're like, I used to work at the Grand Prix every year setting up gardens in the VIP section. And like the guy that organized that was like a creep. And like there's all these like women everywhere that are just beautiful and maybe prostitutes. Yeah. It's a weird world. And also quite often, and I feel like people are also hoping that it'll happen more often. All of a sudden, like eight people die and it's just like carnage on the track. Yeah, that's, that's why awful. people watch that. There's like this weird bloodlust. Yeah, it's like Ugh. a gladiator thing. Or that's like, why I don't watch it. Well, that's why I can't even watch yeah. figure skating because I'm like, they they are wearing blades on their shoes and their, their jugulars skates. are exposed. 
wearing singlets. Yeah, slice themselves. It's not safe. Like the the blood is pumping, and I just have visions of like the red. I also appreciate the the athletic talent required to be good at figure skating, but not driving a car. I don't see it. I don't see it as art, and I feel like that makes me not a good person. Yeah, I've been meaning to tell you. I don't like this. Like I don't (laughs) think that it's. But it's not that it is. It wouldn't be beautiful. It's just something about it. Well, maybe I think figure skating Quebec, is art. Yeah, think about it's, Kurt Browning. It's the or same Elvis as, Stoiko, I the rock and roll figure skater. The same as there's many right, forms right. of expression. You yeah. did not get me back on board. <laughs> but I'm, I I'm never that. not thinking about Elvis Stoiko. Yeah, to be honest, the greatest Canadian. And who's the other guy? Ross Rabagliati, the snowboarding, yeah. weed smoking dude. He was very cool. Yeah, totally cool guy. Smoking weed is cool. For the record. <laughs> Can I talk about actually another coworker that I had? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So this is also at Borders, to go back to my former story. Bitchin'. His name was Roshi, but we called him Rochi. Yeah. Because he smoked so much weed. Knew that was coming. <laughs> and I also worked Sundays at Borders. And he would start every shift by playing 40 Ounces to Freedom by Sublime. <laughs> so Fair now that album is just like on. my you know Pavlovian rage response. Yeah. I can't listen to Sublime without getting really mad. There, it's so funny. I had an ex who set his alarm to be just random songs from the Fleetwood Mac album Rumors. And I, you know, love Fleetwood Mac. Great band. Great songwriting. But I still sometimes, if I'm not prepared for it and one of those songs come on, I'm like, fuck that guy. It's it's bogus. Like, even if it's good music, it you sucks can, can when still somebody get ruins it for you. For you. Yeah. That's how I feel about the Gypsy Kings. <laughs> <laughs> you were a big fan someone uh, i dated for someone you? who was a really big fan it was like the the mid 90s so they were huge and he p- also played guitar really beautifully and he always played spanish guitar did he have long nails no he wasn't gross <laughs> i mean sometimes you but, need long nails to yeah play. no picking. like yeah. he had that under control but the, um <laughs> but he had long but it nails. just ruined like my heart was so broken that for years anytime the gypsy kings came on like i would just kind of freeze for a moment yeah and have to gather myself up again yeah sublime is like that for me yeah. i'm sure papa chubby would be like that for me too. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get some of that on this podcast no we do not <laughs> we do not jay, can you edit in papa chubby please right no jay just say no <laughs> No. Yeah, that sucks. I also dated someone very briefly in like way past the era of Gypsy Kings who I was over at his house one time and he was just playing a shuffle playlist <laughs> on his computer and there was like cool songs on there. I think there was some Daft Punk and I was into it. This is while he was in the shower and then all of a sudden it was just all Gypsy Kings and I was like, <laughs> the truth. Hey. Break up with him right there. Yeah, <laughs> not because of that. No, I was like, you know, I, I know we had stuff planned, but I I, th- I just remembered I got to go. <laughs> like now, very far away. Bamboleo, bamboleo. Yeah. It was that song. It was that yeah, song. it's always that But song. like the extended mix. Yeah. He was lots also, of extra clapping. Yeah. yeah. So much clapping. How do they clap so fast? And then remember, everyone would, would try to learn how to clap like that. It <laughs> was the 90s I for me. I think it's like syncopated clapping. Jay's going to edit in that song right here. No, he's not. Jay, do it. Don't do it, Jay. You're not the boss of Jay. I totally am. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Shall we do a new segment? Yeah, uh, it's time for What's Your Favorite Grape? Ah, what's your favorite grape? Ah, 
What's your favorite grape? Whoa. Jesse, what's your favorite grape? Oh. You know when you put purple grapes in the freezer? Oh, yeah. And you take them out and they're like extra crunchy? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's the frozen one. grape. Frozen it's grape. Our first frozen grape. Yeah. Good choice. I love a frozen grape. Do you ever so put easy it, to make too? Very easy. <laughs> Do you instructions. ever put it in a glass of wine? Grape in wine. Yeah. Whoa. It's, it's like chicken and the egg. Yeah. It's really good. Frozen grapes. The first time I had it was when I graduated from high school. My parents took me out to dinner and bought a bottle of champagne. My dad requested that they put frozen grapes in and the waiter was like i'll see if i can find some frozen grapes free did they have any they did and it was delicious because they like bob around in the bubbles some of them float some of them sank it's great your dad's really cool also i was allowed to get drunk when i was underage and my parents were like yeah you did it good for you um try it out frozen grapes in wine very nice i'm gonna try that it's like a flavored ice cube. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's great. And it also, when you put any fruit in alcohol, it sort of like sucks up the alcohol. So at the end, when you eat the fruit, you're like, whoa. Yeah, I remember pouring vodka in a watermelon one time. Oh, you've done that? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just watched- Classic, like early 20s thing you do. I always do. wanted to do that. I always watch videos about that. So you just pour it in and then- Yeah, you make like a little glory hole. Yep. And then you- <laughs> You pour in a whole bottle. It's bonkers. You put a lot of vodka in. Yeah. yeah. And, and it you soaks it right up. Scoop out any watermelon or it all gets soaked up no, into the watermelon. No, it just, yeah. yeah it's we like did a sponge. it. We just like had a spoon and you just dig into the watermelon and it's like every bite is boozy. I think I need to do that this summer. Sounds good. It's a pretty good thing to bring to a picnic. It'd be a really good way to get drunk at the park and not get in trouble. My whole plan every summer is that. Yeah. Well, because you're from Montreal. <laughs> yeah. There's and lots of park drinking. It's allowed there. When you're listening to Tam Tams and you're just like eating a boozy watermelon. That's a perfect <laughs> Sunday for you, is, right? Tam Tams is, makes me get rage. That's your Papa Chubby? It's very, yeah, it's up there for sure. The Tams. What is Tam Tams? Every Sunday on Mount Royal, um, people oh, get together and play the drums the drum and like hang out. Yeah. And there's always some guy walking around with an eight foot bow constrictor. That's uh, his dong. <laughs> And the um, what is the medieval fighting thing called? Uh, live action role playing. Yeah, larping. Larping. LARPing yeah, there's yeah. larping and tam tams. Like- Those two worlds should not. They're the same in their own way because it's a bunch of people pretending they're musicians. That's true. Or knights. I, I guess. hate it because people leave the mountain in such terrible shape afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And I used to like Mondays were often my day off because I worked in retail, and so I'd take my dog up there on Mondays, the day after the tams, and. Uh, which is disgusting. Everywhere. You can't LARP and then also drink a monster energy drink. It's not allowed. <laughs> yeah. You got to stick to the mead. You should drink mead only. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jesse. Mm-hmm. When was the last time that you used a microwave? The last time you used a microwave. Ooh, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a microwave at home? No, definitely not. I used to, I worked for a magazine last year and there was a microwave in the office. All right. So, you know, on like a hard day when you want to just go get a cup of noodle. Yeah. That's like when I used a microwave probably. Do you have a favorite cup of noodle flavor? New segment. (laughs) (laughs) I think probably just like chicken. Yeah. Kind of the old standard. Like I like the kimchi ones. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what my favorite part about all of those bowl noodle things are? Is that even though they say chicken or beef or lobster, all vegetarian guys? Yeah, all Whoa. the same ingredients, pretty much. It's right? all fake flavoring. So if you're a vegan or vegetarian, just fucking eat it. Yeah, it's a good tour tip. It's just a bowl of salt. 
No, don't eat like that on tour. <laughs> That's only for at home when, <laughs> when you can be by your own uh, toilet. Okay, so this has been When's the Last Time You Used a Microwave. Thank you for participating. Thank you. Yeah, I hope that's a good answer. Oh, it's, you nailed it. Uh, so it's now time for... Ruff, 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 ruff. Meow, 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 woof. Woof, 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 woof. Meow. Meow. Do-da. <laughs> Do-da. Yeah. Do-da. <laughs> so, Jesse, you are already famous on this podcast because you are the owner of the best cat in the world, Crumbs. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything to say for yourself? Yeah. Well, last year, Jay Arner and Supermoon stayed at my house. Seven people. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was really nice. But you do have like a huge sort of lofty place. Me and my girlfriend, Julia, live in an amazing apartment. It's called the Coffin Factory. I think you talked about it. I did. Either on a blog or on this podcast. I think both. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the best. I don't ever want to leave this building. I wish I didn't have to. But it's getting torn down and turned into condos. We don't know if it's getting torn down, but it's like, so we're going to have, have to, to leave move? it eventually. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it's not, not zoned for people to live in. Okay. It's sort of like artist studio. It's supposed to be kind of studio space yeah. or whatever. And wasn't David Cronenberg shot some of the fly there? We thought that was the case, but it's not true. Oh, okay. This, so was, this was Snopes recently. It's not true. I've been lying to everyone I meet. I think I probably told you that. You did. I'm sorry. So it's not true. I thought it was true. Not good journalism. <laughs> yeah. Fake news. Yeah. Thanks a lot. But it looks like it could have been filmed. Because totally. it looks like an industrial building. Yeah. No. I, I'm still going to keep telling people that. I don't care. Yeah. So... Can I just say Crumbs is my puppo of, of the week course. again? Because yeah. he's like the puppo of my life. He's such a great cat. Yeah. I love him to bits. How did Crumbs come into your life? Uh, me and my ex got these two cats together, yeah. Pizza yeah. and Crumbs. Uh, I uh, Actually, it's actually a nickname of our friend Pisha Crombie. Oh. People call her Pizza Crumbs. Oh. So we gave her this two-cat tribute. Wow. That's a good <laughs> friend. Yeah. She's a great person. They're great cats. They're brothers. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. And so you won crumbs in the breakup. Yeah, I mean, I can't really... Pizza is a great cat, too. <laughs> Obviously, it's got the best name ever. Although yeah. crumbs is pretty good, too. Yeah, so we have crumbs. Best cat. He's really Really love good. that guy. Who takes care of him? Julia's with crumbs right now, oh, okay, hanging good. out. Yeah. yeah. Lucky. They're probably watching X-Files. <sighs> it's perfect. Um, so crumbs is very wearable, He's like, you can wear him as a scarf. He'll just lay on you. He's kind of down for whatever. Yeah. You can wear him as a living fur coat. It's, it's amazing. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. He's very chill. He likes to hang with people. Yeah. He's great. I got so many great photos of him. I considered making an animation of him just stretching out. You should make so that animation cute. still. He's one of the few cats I know who like actively loves getting his belly rubbed. He loves that. It's, yep. He loses his mind. It's so cute. He's kind of a hedonistic cat. He'll he just is. eat and he likes to be petted all day long he'll just sit on your feet he gets really hyper so he'll run around our apartment we call it the witching hour from like midnight to two describing kind of, me right oh, now wow. that's what i do literally midnight to two yeah not every night but no, sometimes hank gets that uh right before bed he gets the the uh, whips and he runs around the house so fast it's crazy he's so bonkers <laughs> it's so cute yeah it's just like it used to be all the time that he was like always doing stuff, but now he seems to have like this very specific energy burst and he can't believe how fast he can go. And he's like forking and running and then I'm just put him on the bed and then he goes to sleep. <laughs> I think it's when he's really tired. Yeah, I do the same thing uh, when I'm trying to get my steps before midnight on my Fitbit. I've learned that my apartment is 30 steps. Uh, do the whips? 
Yeah, I whip back and forth. I whip my hair back and forth. If I run from the front door to the back door, it's 15 steps. So one lap is 30 steps. And uh, For the listener, this is a huge apartment. Yeah. <laughs> she I have a runs huge, super far. a huge stride. Um, and I'm a giant. I am an Amazon Glamazon. Uh, so is Hank your papa, Alicia? No, my papa was everybody that came to the last come draw with me last night. And to Charlie Demers for organizing the song at the end of the show, which was really nice. So that's it. That was a really special night. That's my papa of the week. It was a great time. Uh, I think there was not a dry eye in the house at the end. You got a standing ovation. <laughs> wow. It was very emotional. I kind of want to talk about it. And barely hold it together. You made me hand in my drawing that I didn't want to hand in. But I did not make Jay hand in his drawing, even though I found it on the floor. That's true. I It's still in my purse all crumpled up. My Puppo of the Week is kind of a miracle Puppo. Uh, after we recorded our last episode four days ago, we drank four bottles of wine in that episode. None of them were full, but my recycling looked like we had a real party. And you left, and then Jarrett left, and then I was on my own, so I was just... I decided I was going to dance by myself to an ELO record. Yep. And I got very overheated. And when Jay got home, I was sweating. And so we decided to open the back door. And lo and behold, Sneeko Balconius, the raccoon that we thought was long dead, that we tried to catch for over a month, was just hanging out there looking so fat and so healthy and we lost our minds we were so happy we're so proud of him we gave him a special treat what'd you give him an egg sandwich wow very nice (laughs) did he take it he ate all of it and then he shat on the balcony (laughs) out of uh oh my gosh happiness i think it was just we were both tipsy and i know you're not supposed to feed animals like that but we were just so proud of him for surviving yeah he looked like he was dying he has at least doubled his weight he looks so good i'm so happy for you i it's such a crazy miracle i didn't believe that it could happen because he just looked like he was a skeletor and the whole back end of him looked like a horror movie Something really bad happened to him. Yeah. Like, I know it could have been a fight, but he was in really rough shape yeah. by the time he showed up here. Yeah. Sneeko never... has someone else who's giving him egg sandwiches? Probably. He's a, he's a very pathetic character who, well, he used to be. Now he's fucking huge. He's larger than a dog. He's bigger than Hank. Yeah. When I did take Hank out there to one afternoon when we were recording, I was really worried that the raccoon was under the balcony and that he would get startled and I know. kill Hank. Yeah. Well, I was worried that the raccoon was under there and like rotting away and yeah. Hank would go under there and pull out a paw or something. But yeah, no, we just gave him two pieces of bread and uh, cracked an egg for him. And I think he didn't know what was going on, but he ate it. And we were we were just so proud of him. And then we turned all the lights off and peered through oh, our I curtains. I imagine you gave him an egg salad sandwich. No, we gave him a deconstructed egg sandwich. Just two pieces of bread and a raw egg. Okay. Because, Very Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would eat that. That sounds good. He only good. eats raw. Yeah, he's a raw, not vegan. Yeah, I'm so proud of him. And I think... He, I think he just has his own life now. So I think that was the last time I'm going to reward him for being alive. He so. probably has his own podcast. He probably. Podcast. Podcast. Aww. So Sneeko, you fucking did it. You didn't need any help from humans. You're too smart to be caught in that trap, even though you managed to eat three cans of cat food out of it. So great job. Good for you. I took a very blurry photo of it, which I'll post online. <sighs> makes me so happy <laughs> i'm sure it's not the last that you'll see of him oh no i'm sure he'll become a menace and we'll be like get rid of him <laughs> he'll start eating everything they don't like radios 
We okay. have a radio in the shed behind my house to yeah. keep the raccoons from moving in. So there's always static, a radio. Your voices or anything? Uh, Jumpo or Plumpo's here. Oh, hello. Yeah. Well, this has been Retail Nightmares Podcast. Jesse, if people want to read stuff that you write, listen to music that you make. Yeah. How do they do that? Uh, so I'm on tour right now with the band Century Palm. Oh. We are going across Canada. It's the first time I've done this since 2013. Wow. So it's really fun. Yeah. We're playing in Vancouver tonight. Okay. It's a really show for our <laughs> LP, so people can't make it to that, but it's at the Astoria. It's a oh, really good album. Good I've listened to it a lot. Thank you. Uh, Jay... What did he do? Mix it? He mixed it. He mixed yeah. it. Yeah. Um, very good album. Yeah. We're really happy to work with Jay. We're obviously huge fans. <laughs> uh, likewise. Do you have a, like a Twitter for the band or a website? Yeah. There's a Twitter for Century Palm. Okay. You guys... I have a personal Twitter too. When I read kind of my tour notes. You can follow along like, you know, our experience watching a bunch of hippie kids do the skank and pickle in Nelson. Whoa. Or uh, getting Horrifying. caught in a mudslide. <laughs> On our way to Abbotsford. That's crazy. Slide pie at yeah. Cactus Club on your birthday for free. Playing in a garage in Abbotsford to 15 kids. Oh it's gosh. been a wild tour. Wow. Yeah. So your personal Twitter is Wipeout Beat. That's right. Yeah. Great, great Twitter. Great Instagram. Thank also, you. you just put out a book. Yeah, my first book came out in November. It was really exciting. What's it's a it biography called? of a band. They're called Simply Saucer. They're from Hamilton, Ontario. The Hammer. The Hammer. There's a musical about the Hammer. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused. <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that musical is all about. It's about simply saucer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I bought your book. I'm very excited. I, I had a plan that I was going to read the book before you came on the show, but I um, really very slow at reading. I apologize. That's okay. But I sleep with it next to my head uh, because my apartment is very small. So my stack of things I need to read is just looming over me constantly yeah they're a psychedelic proto-punk band they have really crazy stories the lead singer uh, lived in the jam space on the east side of hamilton and like had all these run-ins with bikers sounds very safe (gasps) yeah (laughs) that sounds amazing you've got a lot on the go a lot of irons in the fire and you're also in tough age as well too yep i'm actually also playing drums with Simply Saucer. Oh, yeah. Now, too, which is really cool. Yeah, this is a, a thing I've noticed, a pattern for you. You'll you'll get involved with sort of writing about something, and then you'll be like, oh, and by the way, uh, I can drum for you if you want. This has happened a bunch of times in my life. Yeah. yeah I helped reissue an album by this artist named Chandra a couple years ago. And then you were playing with her. And now I, I've joined her band. That's, yeah. that's great. She was a 10-year-old who fronted a band in 1980. Oh, wow. Her dad was this conceptual artist. And his assistants wanted to form a band with a child singer. Weird. And it's really good. (laughs) Yeah, they made this uh, kind of post-punk, weird disco music. Oh, neat. So she recorded this album when she was a little kid. And it was kind of like long lost. And uh, I helped reissue it in 2014. And then she wanted to start playing shows again. She's 48 now. Whoa. So we're kind of reinterpreting this music she recorded as a kid. That's That's great. so cool. Yeah, it's really fun. It's, it's one of my favorite albums, so I get to it's so play good. the songs live now. It's it's great. Man, I want to see that. I wish we lived in the same city. Alicia. Uh, if you are in town uh, the week of the 28th, I'll be at Little Mountain Gallery on a show, Amanda Brooke Perrin's show. I think it'll be really fun. The lineup is great. Um, Winnipeg Comedy Fest. If you live in Winnipeg or around there, and there's, of course, lots of great things going on. But if you ever wanted to see Come Draw With Me, it's going to be there. Then I'm going to take a bit of a break. Nice. Just focus on this. I'm just going to be focusing on my flashlight. 
for the next year or so. I'm just going to really try and uh, perfect. Try and figure out how to turn on the light. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't get it. Uh, yeah. I also have a, a vape that is also a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this has been <laughs> why is, product why are, placement. Why are things also flashlights? Like I don't understand. I don't know, it. but my phone, the torch on my phone, has really come in handy with a dog who's decided he only wants to poop in the middle of people's fancy gardens. What? His power move is pooping on these ferns. <laughs> this must so be so crazy. hard to pick up. It's so hard to pick up, and it must be so hard to poop on. He's mm. really into it. I bet I could do it. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. Bring your vape with you and just go to town. Yeah, I, that must be what it's for. Is Or just like if you get busted, switch out the light for the weed part and go like, hey, officer, I'm just holding a steampunk flashlight. Nothing to see here. Very so confusing. Foolproof. Yeah, I don't, it was obviously designed by high people. Well, thank you so much, Jesse. Thanks Wonderful for having me. Guest. Please come back the next time you're in town and tell us more about Pizza Hut and the record place and the skate shop. And most valuable primate. That was vertical. Very most vertical primate. Sorry. It's okay. I apologize. I'm gonna shout add, out to those films. Yeah, I'm gonna add that to Terrible Movie Club uh, watch list because I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye. Thanks for having me.